Perfect. How is it going, Bears fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Bear Down Podcast, where we talk everything Bears every day of the week. Today, we are back as we get our week three coverage rolling, taking a look at the Bears and the Houston Texans. We apologize for no postgame show yesterday. We were a little bit busy. However, we're just going to get kicking into our week three coverage. Feels good to be back. We are giving you guys the most comprehensive Bears coverage on the web throughout the entirety of the 2022 regular season. Wherever you are listening right now, do us a favor, drop a like, subscribe, follow. We've got five videos a week minimum coming to you guys, podcasts, whatever you call it, wherever you are listening, five pieces of audio slash video content coming a week. So be sure to continue to support us and we're going to keep the content rolling. Let's get into week three. I am your host, Chris Malpe, today to break down in our episode of Meet the Opponents, the Houston Texans. I am joined on my right by my co-host, Parth Shaw. Parth, uh, definitely a tough one that we didn't get a chance to talk about on Sunday night. However, the Bears coming back home to kick off week three, definitely a winnable game. How are you doing, my man? Doing pretty good. Um, you know, I shook that loss off. Can't do anything, anything about it. I really don't even want to talk about it that much. Um, but, you know, the Bears lost in the second quarter, and that's what, you know, cost the whole entire game as my lights just flicker. Um, that's a little scary. But, yeah, no, uh, we lost the second quarter, and uh, we just did not get it going from there. And um, at the end of the day, the Bears just got to improve and bounce back this week against the Texans. I think there's a lot they can work on offensively at least, um, at least the passing game. Um, I would like to see more, more from that. But, We'll discuss that as that goes on and talk a little bit about the Texans here. You know, the Lovey Smith-led Texans. Lovey Smith comes back to town. Definitely should be interesting. Before we get into it, let's talk a little bit just about this matchup. 1 p.m. Eastern time, 12 p.m. Central time kickoff on Sunday. The Houston Texans head to Chicago to face the Chicago Bears. Uh, Davis Mills leading the way for the Texans. ESPN is giving Chicago a 54.3% chance to win this one with the Texans at a 45.1% chance. Current line on the game, Bears minus 2.5. The 0-1-1 Texans are 2.5-point underdogs. The over-under for this game is set at 40 points. Taking a look at the Texans, how they've started the season thus far, they are coming off of a 16-9 loss in Denver. Also, a tie in overtime against the Indianapolis Colts at home in week one by a score of 20 to 20. So it's been a little bit of a wonky off season uh, or a wonky start to the regular season, excuse me, to say the least for these Texans. Uh, they come in to Chicago this week, really hoping to get their first win of the season. Parth, let's start with their offense, taking a look at how they've performed so far this year. Davis Mills, second year quarterback, someone who's going to draw comparisons all week uh, to Justin Fields. He is starting this season 42 for 75, 417 yards and two touchdowns. A lot of Houston fans really do believe in him. Their leading rusher offensively is rookie out of Florida, Damian Pierce, 26 carries for 102 yards, no scores just yet for him. And then their receiving leader, obviously, being Brandon Cooks, who has 11 receptions for 136 yards. Taking a look at the rest of this offense, there aren't many names you're probably going to recognize. However, the Texans, similar to the Bears, are kind of in a rebuilding state. So Damian Pierce is 
leading that backfield alongside Rex Burkhead at wide receiver. They have Nico Collins alongside Cooks, another solid option there as well. Faroe Brown at tight end, Laramie Tunsil leading the way alongside Kenyon Green and Titus Howard on their offensive line. So Parth, uh, you know, this Texans team, similar to the Bears, and even though the Bears, I would say, underperformed last week, I would say the Texans are also somewhat turning the corner. The AFC South uh, seems like an absolute mess in terms of that this division with the 0-2 Titans, uh, the 0-1-1 Colts. Uh, the Jaguars currently have sole possession of the lead in that division at 1-1. Uh, but taking a look in the te- at the Texans, you know, that they are 0-1-1. Uh, they've been very, very close in both of their games so far. Uh, and they're going to come into Chicago with a chip on their shoulder. Lovey Smith is returning. Davis Mills seems to be taking control of this offense when they are giving him the opportunity to do so. So let me know what you think about this Texans offense through two weeks of the season. You are muted, sir. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Um, but yeah, no, through two weeks, uh, the Texans offense, we've seen the ups and downs. You know, this Texas offense, like you said, pretty similar to the Bears. They're just getting that rebuild going um, with their young quarterback, Davis Mills, who I like, actually. You know, I think he played pretty well uh, against the Colts defense. You know, I think he had 240 yards and two touchdowns and a like, 65% completion rate. Um, if I would take that out of uh, Justin Fields, you know, next week if he can do that. But um, Davis Mills, uh, he's been progressing pretty well. Um, I know he's got a pretty solid arm. He can throw the ball pretty deep. Uh, he is a second-round quarterback, however. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, we've seen some studs come out later rounds these days. So can't count him out yet. Um, you know, I, the te- I liked how the Texans start, trusted him coming into this year. And, you know, we're handing him the keys to this offense as there weren't that many good quarterbacks in the draft this year. So well, I think that plan was pretty smart on them. Um, and if they do want a quarterback, they can look at one in the next year's draft where there's a lot better options. So I really like the direction they went there with that. Damian Pierce is a rookie running back, like you said, who came out of nowhere um, and is starting for them. Uh, he's been playing pretty well. I think he's someone who the Bears need to watch out for as the Bears could not stop Aaron Jones or AJ. I mean, I guess we were able to limit A.J. Dillon, but there were at times where we could not stop. They got gutted on the run defense. Exactly. It's got to get better and got to watch out for a rookie running back like Damian Pierce who runs the ball hard and is looking to break out at just about any time soon. And on wide receivers uh, side of the ball, they got a great receiver in Brandon Cooks. Um, You know, he's someone who can get it done any day of the week. Um, I, when I think about Brandon Cooks, it always just that Super Bowl hit comes into my mind. and that, Concussions that in general. I mean, when he's healthy, I think he's one of the more efficient wide receivers in the league, but he's someone who seems to be consistently be injured, in my opinion. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, but he's a great player all around. And Nico Collins, someone out of Michigan who I watched a lot when I was a big Wolverine fan back in the day, I guess you could say. But, yeah, no, um, he was a great player at Michigan. Uh, long catch radi- radius, so you got to watch out for him. And, uh, yeah, this Texans offense, uh, there's nothing stellar about it. Obviously, this is the worst offense the Bears have faced in this three-week span. Um, but it's still going to be a tough task for this Bears defense who needs to rebound after what we saw out of them last week. 100%. I think if you take a look at the Bears offense and the Texans offense right now, they stand in a pretty similar spot where they just aren't able to get enough going. Uh, but they have some decent pieces there and a lot of hope for a second-year cornerback or second-year quarterback, excuse me, uh, an interesting stat that I've looked at this week is is Bears cornerback Jalen Johnson. Uh, through two weeks, he hasn't been targeted once. Aaron Rodgers obviously picking on Kyler Gordon a lot 
who allowed 10 receptions for, I believe, 113 yards and a touchdown in week two. However, I, I, I think that script is going to flip this week, and I actually think we're going to see a lot of Jalen Johnson. Uh, the Davis Mills is someone who likes Brandon Cooks a lot. Uh, they, they're probably going to look to move him around to try and get him on the inside against Kindleville Door on the outside against Kyler Gordon whenever they can get the opportunity to do so. Uh, but Jalen Johnson, I would expect, is going to be targeted this week. Uh, one spot that Chicago struggled last week was run defense. Uh, I think they can look to improve in that category this week. I think the Texans have been a little lackluster with their rushing attack to start the season, and the Bears are going to have an opportunity to capitalize uh, upon that. Uh, obviously, as Parth mentioned, the Texans are just getting acclimated to a brand-new rookie running back. Uh, it seemed like Marlon Mack was potentially going to be their RB1 coming into the season or Rex Burkhead, but Damian Pierce, credit to him, has taken the ball by the horns. Uh, however, Houston has only averaged just 3.2 yards per carry and 78.5 rushing yards per game so far uh, without any rushing scores, I believe, maybe uh, or perhaps one in week one uh, with Rex Burkhead. However, uh, they put up below average numbers rushing the ball uh, all in all. So I think the bears are also going to be able to get pressure on mills this week. That's a question that I'm specifically asking that we'll get to a little bit later and talk more some about some stats on that. Uh, however, I think the bears defense, uh, is going to be able to attack this week. Uh, and hopefully they'll be able to prosper. I think shutting down cooks is going to be a big one, uh, in this one. I think the bears defensive line will prosper in this matchup. Uh, outside of, obviously, you would assume Robert Quinn will be taking a lot of snaps uh, opposite from Laramie Tunsil. So uh, I, I think this Texans offense is about as lackluster as that of the Bears. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think the Bears defense will be able to limit them this week. A lot of this game is going to come down to not only how can the Bears progress the ball offensively, but can Justin Fields beat this Texans defense. So let's move into that. Uh, obviously, Parth, as we've seen through two weeks, uh, the Texans haven't done anything incredible offensively, but they've actually been a pretty solid team defensively. Uh, they held the Colts, who look absolutely atrocious, to 20 points, uh, held Russell Wilson in check last week. They have some interesting underrated pieces for sure. Uh, Kevin Pierre-Lewis just went on IR, which stinks, because I was hoping we were going to be able to see him, former Bear, uh, face the Bears. However, some pretty solid pieces scattered across this defense. J uh, Jerry Hughes is a big one. Uh, Malik Collins coming up the middle, a defensive tackle. Christian Kirksey, uh, a big addition for them recently. Jalen Petrie, uh, another huge one uh, recently drafted. And then Derek Stingley, the third overall pick, is going to be coming into Chicago in a week, uh, following Cortland Sutton absolutely dogging him. Uh, so the Texans' defense has kind of had that bend-don't-break mentality that, that Chicago's defense has also seen. However, they haven't faced the best offensive units, uh, and I'm not calling Chicago's offensive unit the best they've faced uh, this season thus far at all. Uh, Chicago has had four combined receiving yards between Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet through two weeks. So Chicago's offense has a lot to figure out. However, Parth, this Texans defense is young, but they have been able to hold teams in check enough to stay competitive in games. What do you think about this unit when you look at them so far, especially some of those young rookies similar to Chicago in the secondary? Yeah, no, this Texans defense has actually surprised me a lot. Um, I think they're well coached. I think Lovey Smith is doing a great job with these guys, making sure that um, they get their reps in, and they're doing a great – the product is out there. I mean, they held the Broncos to 16 points lost the game 16-9. to nine. Offensively, you would want to see more and win that game if you're the head coach. 
And same thing in the 20-20 to 20 tie game. Um, I mean, I thought they played a really good game on defense. They ended up coming back, I think, in that game and making it very close and eventually tying it and tying it throughout the game. But, you know, this Texans defense, there's not that many star-studded players there, but there's a lot of young guys, like you mentioned. Um, I really would have liked to see KPL as well. You know, I thought he was a really good player for the Bears, um, but it sucks to see him go down. But, yeah, this Texans defense, uh, they've done a great job at holding Russell Wilson, uh, who does not look impressive so far this year. Same with Matt Ryan. But uh, the two teams have pretty good running backs in uh, Jonathan Taylor and Javante Williams, and those two guys were able to rack up some yards. I know I think Taylor went for 120, 113. Not exactly sure. And Javante had 75 yards. So um, the Bears better look to run the ball against the Texans defense and be able to take advantage uh, whenever the offense can throw the ball and whenever they offer that to you. Yeah, you know, one thing that I look at when I take a look at this Texans defense, I actually think they're more dangerous on the back end. I really like what Petrie and Stingley have brought to their units, uh, brought to that unit, and I think they're only going to continue to excel as the season moves forward. Uh, maybe that's me noting that the Bears shouldn't press the panic button with Kyler Gordon just yet. However, I think it's really hard to be a rookie in the secondary in the league starting against some of these better quarterbacks like Russell Wilson. Uh, so I think the Bears are going to have an opportunity to be able to pound the rock this week. And that's somewhere where we saw them have success last week against the Green Bay Packers. There aren't many big names up front for the Houston Texans outside of guys like Jerry Hughes uh, alongside Christian Kirksey. Uh, but the Houston Texans have shown, uh, once again, a lackluster ability, not only to be able to run the ball themselves, but to be able to stop it defensively. Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, both averaged almost five yards per carry, uh, combined for 122 rushing yards last week, uh, and definitely were able to churn that clock at the end of the game when when the Broncos' passing game wasn't able to do anything. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, arguably the best running back in the league, in my opinion, had 31 carries for 161 yards, 5.2 yards per carry, and a touchdown. So I think the Bears are most definitely going to be relying on their running game this week. Uh, however, it wouldn't shock me knowing Lovey Smith and seeing him play for quite some time if he schemed against the run heavily this week and tried to make Justin Fields beat the Houston Texans. So uh, I definitely think we're going to see more of Fields passing in this game, bootlegs, RPOs. We've talked about it throughout the entirety of the regular season thus far. Uh, you're definitely going to want to have Justin Fields throwing more than 11 times against this young secondary, getting guys like Equinemius St. Brown, Byron Pringle, Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, who haven't seen a bunch of action. You want to get them involved. However, I do think game planning this week, Chicago will still be able to rely on a healthy dose of the run game before turning to the pass game. But Parth, uh, before we move on, I, you know, I think it's important it's something we saw last week. Chicago obviously relied on the run a lot, but they did not really try and translate it into opening up the passing game at all. Would you like to see them this week? Obviously rely on that run. David Montgomery is bringing some good momentum into week three, but would you like them to try and translate that into opening up the play action pass game? Absolutely. I mean, I mean that's the whole point of Getsy's offense. Um, and that's what the Packers ran on us. And I'm surprised the bears weren't able to do the same. Um, you know, I mean, I think the penalties is what costed us on first down. You know, losing first down never helps. When you lose first down, it sets you apart. You can't run that play action when you've already been 
uh, are already behind the line of scrimmage. You can't run the ball or you can, but then if you don't pick up yards and you get a long third down, and it's just, it was a mess. That second quarter really was a mess for that Bears offense and they got to piece it together. That's the one thing about the Bears offense. They've never been able to piece drives. You know, they had a great first drive and then just came out flat for the next three, four drives. Just cannot have that happen again, especially against a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. So against this Texas defense, I hope they're able to scheme up some plays um, for Justin Fields to get involved early also. I think, you know, getting him some screen plays, some touch passes, stuff like that, just to improve his confidence, I think will help the, uh, help us out. And I can't emphasize this enough. Um, Darnell Mooney needs to get the ball. Um, he's the best player on your offense, or wide receiver-wise at least. And if he only has four yards through two games, there's definitely a problem. Luke gets he's definitely got to do a better job in scheming Darnell. And even Cole Komet, who has zero catches on the year. I mean, I mean, that's unacceptable. And uh, as a Bears fan, you didn't, you didn't think the offense would get any worse from the last two years, but there's been levels to this, and it just keeps keeps and keeps getting worse. I think the Bears will be able to take advantage of this Texans defense, though. Uh, a very young secondary that we saw Russell Wilson pick on some of the players in the secondary. It's going to be a big opportunity for Justin Fields to prosper uh, after there's been some doubt about him. So uh, I think getting the run game going, uh, and I would like to see Fields uh, throw the ball at least 20 times in this one. I don't know about you, Parth. I mean, in 30, if anything. Yep, but rely on that run game for sure because I think you'll be able to find success against it with the Texans. Today's episode is sponsored, uh, back sponsoring us for another season this year, is our good friends over at Manscaped. So let's talk a little bit about what they are bringing to the table this 2022 NFL season. Support for Bear Down is brought to you by Manscaped, who is best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, and you can join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code BEARDOWN at manscaped.com. If, if my math is correct, that is about 12 million balls that Manscaped is supporting. Let's talk a little bit about what comes in the performance package 4.0 that has just arrived. In this package, you will find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, their weed whacker, ear and nose, and hair trimmer. Uh, you will also find their crop preserver and ball deodorant, crop, rever crop reviver toner, as well as performance boxer briefs and a travel bag to hold on to their goodies. Talking about this lawnmower 4.0, this trimmer is the future of grooming and, dare we say, the greatest ball trimmer ever. Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their skin-safe technology. This lawnmower is also waterproof with 4,000K LED spotlight. Need you a precise shave. The trimmer is waterproof, and you can say goodbye to the bathroom floor mess. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and provides a proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in the delicate nose holes. Finally, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Ball Toner will change the way that you approach hygiene. So thank you so much to Manscaped for sponsoring this episode. It's time to take care of yourself, so go to manscaped.com, link down in the description, and get 20% off and free shipping with code BEARDOWN. Once again, 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code BEARDOWN. Thank you, guys.
Once again, Manscaped for sponsoring, and let's get back into the episode. All right, Parth, a little bit more to talk about before we close this one off, just some specifics about the game. Let's start with getting pressure on Davis Mills. It's something that I didn't discuss intentionally earlier in the episode that I think is going to be vital in this one. I think somewhere we've seen the Bears excel defensively is that defensive front and some of the combinations they use. We've seen good play out of Justin Jones last week in Green Bay. Armin Watts has been a solid contributor. We saw Angelo Blackson get a tackle for a loss last week on a vicious play. Uh, And obviously Dominique Robinson, Robert Quinn, as well as Travis Gibson coming off of a great game on the outside. Davis Mills has been sacked six times in two weeks, one of the higher rates in the league. It seems like someone has to get home for Chicago in this one, uh, especially against an offensive line outside of maybe a piece or two that I think uh, is a little bit weak. So do you think the Bears will be able to get pressure at a consistent rate on Mills in this game? I think so. I mean, uh, this Bears D-line has actually impressed me so far this year with the amount of pressure they've been able to get. I think against Rodgers last week, he was pressured a good amount. You know, Travis Gibson stood out to me. I said he'd have to have a good game for the Bears to have a chance to win, but I mean, he had a great game, and the Bears got blown out regardless. But, uh, you know, I think I, I love Travis Gibson. I, I, I think he's fast. He's quick. He's able to get to the quarterback. And uh, I, I expect a lot of, out of lot out of him this year. And I think you can see him picking up another sack or two in this game as well. I mean, Davis Mills is someone who does hold on to the ball a lot. He is a rookie quarterback. Uh, who I mean, not a rookie quarterback. It's a second year. Um, but he's still struggling, uh, you know, starting to figure his way out a little bit. So, the Bears can scheme up some plays for Gibson, Quinn, Robinson, you know, some something to get them, you know, going. I think it would be very important. Uh, like you said, he's been sacked six times. I think the Bears should easily be able to pick up another three or four sacks in this game. I absolutely agree with you. And I think something that we're going to see the Bears continue to implement in these coming weeks that we saw head coach Matt Eberflus implement when he was with the Colts is something called a NASCAR package. It's basically your group of pass rushers on pass specific downs that is made to get to the quarterback specifically. So I would love to see the Bears on ideally passing downs, uh, throw Dominique Robinson on the inside with probably Armand Watts. Uh, and then get Robbins, either Robbins or yeah, Robinson on the inside with Watts. And then on the outside, if you can get Robert Quinn and Travis Gibson there, uh, I'm extremely confident about any t- uh, against any team that not only can those four combined create pressure, but they bring speed uh, that can chase the quarterback outside of the pocket uh, and also can help collapse the pocket uh, when the quarterback is still there. I think that that four is able to get a ton of pressure and I think they are going to continue to excel on Sunday. So, Travis Gibson, he is currently on pace for 17 sacks this season, coming off two against Green Bay. Not sure if that is entirely reachable. However, I think he's going to get 10-plus sacks this season. Yeah, uh, and it should, be, it should be interesting to see Robert Quinn get going uh, in these next couple of weeks as well. Parth, you had something to add, I think? I was going to say, yeah, there's no way Gibson does not get more than 10 sacks this year. If he's, not, if he's healthy, I think he should easily reach that mark. Absolutely. So uh, taking a look at what the Bears Bears currently got, uh, and I think Justin Jones too, another name I didn't mention. Uh, they have a lot of solid pieces up front. I think they absolutely can get the pressure on Mills in this game, which is going to be critical, especially on third downs. Before we close it off, let's talk a little bit about more, more about Justin Fields. Uh, he's been the talk of the town recently, made some comments uh, taken out of context, but viewed as a little controversial about 
uh, how much more the the uh, losses hurt the team than it does the fans. Uh, me and Parth, I think I can speak for him, are not too worried about that. That has been taken online out of context completely. Uh, but he's also been entirely under the spotlight following uh, a little bit of a rough performance under the primetime lights at Lambeau Field. Parth, uh, Luke Getze, Justin Field, the Bears offensive line, specifically pass protection, seems like there's a lot to figure out in practice this week. And it seems like there was a lot of mistrust riddled across the offense as the Bears, uh, in my opinion, I'll just be straight up and honest, brought a little bit of a scared game plan into Green Bay. It seems like Getze didn't trust Fields. Fields didn't trust his pass protection at times, which, by the way, has been providing him, I believe, the, the longest amount of time to throw uh, in comparison to other offensive lines in the league. That doesn't take into account his scrambling. However, the offensive line has been holding up well. We've seen the Bears succeed with the running game through two weeks thus far. Khalil Herbert in week one had a solid outing. David Montgomery in week two. However, a lot of Bears fans are expecting to see a lot more progression and tangible growth out of fields. What do you expect for him coming into this game against a tough defensive coordinator, a uh, tough defensive play caller? Let me change my mind there uh, in London. Yeah, um, I mean, I do expect a lot out of Fields every time he actually steps on the field. I think he's a dynamic player who can make plays at any given moment. Um, again, against the Green Bay Packers, no plays were to be made. And I think he wasn't given enough chances either. I think he needs to be uh, allowed to pass the ball more than 11 times. But also, I think he needs to get more aware of what the, what's going on in the game at times too. You know, that things weren't acceptable what I saw last week out of Fields. You know, some of the sacks he was take two sacks he took shouldn't have happened. Uh, that throw that he made when he crossed the line of scrimmage that shouldn't happen again. You know, just little things like that can slow the game down, kill the momentum, and uh, just kills the team. Also, penalties by the offensive line or some of the other players that can't happen. And drops, um, you know, Cole Komet had a drop on first down uh, when the Bears, I think, were down 14-7, and they just gave up a touchdown. Or, no, it was 17-7, and they just gave up a touchdown, got the ball back. It's first and 10. Cole Komet, uh, he was a little in route. He dropped the ball on first and 10, and after that, things just went south. Uh, that's the thing. The Bears got to win first downs. I'm going to emphasize this as much as I can until they start doing it. Um, but, you know, with fields, uh, I think I need to see more just – uh, I think he needs to just play a full game. You know, against the 49ers, he had a good second half. Packers, he had a good drive. He needs to just piece together a couple games, a couple drives. And, um, I mean, also, I want to see him run the ball more, too. I mm -hmm. think uh, I think he's very dangerous when he's on the move. And also, Luke Getty needs to call up the play action plays way more often. I mean, I think with the way how David Montgomery was running last week, we could have definitely torched him early on with some play action shots. I think you got to do that. Got to trust your quarterback. Uh, at the end of the day, we got to evaluate him, and if we're not, we're not going to be able to do that with only eleven pass attempts. Yeah, I think Justin Fields uh, not only most definitely needs some help, but he also needs to help himself. I, I like that you mentioned the small tangible things, uh, like uh, so, you know, uh, getting the ball out of his hands quicker, uh, moving around in the pocket if it is collapsing. I think those are things we've seen slight improvements in comparison to last year to this year uh, from him on so far. However, uh, you know, something else that I think he needs to not he needs to improve on, if I can add something there for a second, uh, is I think he needs to, to try and take more shots. Uh, on that same drive where he had the drop with Komet on first and 10, uh, there was a third and nine 
uh, where when I was watching back the all 22 footage, he had Equinemia St. Brown wide open for a touchdown. Darnell Mooney, one on one underneath, but Mooney was open and probably would have been able to pick up the first down. So Fields has to be committed to getting the ball to his playmakers if they want to win any game, much less against Green Bay or against Houston, against Detroit, against anyone on their schedule. Uh, so I would like to see the Bears try and scheme fields, get him outside of the pocket. Uh, once again, as you mentioned, Parth, get him running the ball. Uh, I think they tried to make him a little bit of a pocket passer last week, and that definitely didn't help him. But get creative with the play calling. Rely on your run. Get the play-action pass going, I think, is going to be huge in this one. We saw Matt Ryan against the Texans just two weeks ago, uh, and Matt Ryan has not been great by any means this year. He had 352 passing yards against the Texans. Russell Wilson added another 220, both through a touchdown in this one. So uh, the Texans secondary is definitely one of the scarier parts of their defense. A lot of highly touted young players. However, the Bears can take advantage here, and they need to get some confidence for their second-year quarterback who needs to show some progression moving forward. Thank you guys so much for tuning into our week three installment of Meet the Opponents. That will do it for us. Just our first video of a couple more coming this week with Bears-Texans coverage. If you haven't done so already, wherever you may be listening, drop a like, subscribe, follow, give the podcast a five-star rating, or consider sharing it. We're trying to bring you guys the most comprehensive Bears coverage throughout the entirety of the regular season. Uh, if you would like more content from us, head to our website, beardown.com. The link is down in the description. You can read more about our story and also find columns, articles, and blogs getting you guys ready for the Week 3 game. If you would like to find more digital media content from us, you can find the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Bear Down. It's a great way to interact with us. You can see sneak peeks of guests that we're going to have on the show and content that is exclusive to social media. And finally, you can find the links to all of our personal social media pages down in the description for myself as well as Parth and the rest of our team. It's another great way to interact with us, and you can see our thoughts on all things Bears, the entirety of the National Football League, and all of Chicago sports year-round. Parshaw, the NFL season really gets cooking quickly, and it already feels like it is flying, and we're only two weeks down. Uh, it, it feels like that Thursday night game between the Bills and the Rams that kicked it off was yesterday, but any last words as you would like to unmute your mic uh, before we sign off? It's flying by. Uh, I mean, like the, the season's just – NFL season's always just a crazy – um, I love I love how fast it goes, but you know at the end of the day you miss it when it's good, done too. But you know the Bears definitely need to have some things to work on. Um, you know uh, this week three game against the Texans is a very winnable game for the schedule, and it's a benchmark game right now after an ugly ugly loss like that against the Packers. We got to see if we can pick this one up, and it could really decide where where the season can go from here. Absolutely. The Bears have a, a huge opportunity these next couple of weeks, in my opinion, to pick up a ton of steam. Uh, I mean, I think this game is most definitely winnable. I think next week at the New York Giants uh, is potentially winnable. Uh, they're probably going to be 3-0 and going into that game, uh, assuming they can beat Dallas on Monday Night Football this week. Uh, but I think that's a game that the Bears can compete in. Uh, I didn't think the Bears were going to be able to compete against the Vikings, but who knows after what we saw out of them last night against the Philadelphia Eagles. And then you come home and you face the Commanders before a tough stretch of games. So the Bears, I would say, have 
three of the next four games on their schedule, definitely games they can win. And I would say the one game that I left out of that equation is one they can most definitely compete in. Uh, and one last thing I think I'd like to say is, you know, win-loss record doesn't entirely matter to me this year. Uh, I, obviously, I'm rooting for the Bears to win games and want them to, but uh, this team is, is in year one of uh, what I would call a rebuild. Uh, I, I think they are really trying to find the right pieces, put them in the right places so they can develop and spend a lot of cash moving forward. So as important as the final score, in my opinion, is how some of these players continue to progress and develop their identities on this team on the field. So should be interesting, but we've got a big week of coverage coming for you guys. Uh, definitely we'll have another Bears special guest on Saturday for the pregame show. A lot to look forward to as the Bears return home. If you guys have listened to this all the way through, thank you so much for your support. It's been a pleasure to be your host. Once again, my name is Chris Malpe. Week three coverage coming all week. We enjoy being back consistently, bringing you guys the most comprehensive Bears coverage on the web. But Bears fans, as always, do us a favor and stay safe and bear down. We'll see you in the next one. Peace out.